Yo, what's good, YouTubes? This is your boy in the NYC. It's me, Ray, and this is the EDCCP. That is the Everyday City Carry Podcast. Already off to a good start because I looked at the audio to see if it was recording. That's not what we're talking about here today. We're going to talk about the niche designs ingress okay i've got nick from niche designs designer of this awesome knife as the guest but before that i'm going to do a little bit of community posts which everyone enjoys in the solo pods because i think next week we're going to start the patreon bro Alright, going to be giving away these stickers to the Patreon members. Um, I'm not sure if I'm going to have tears or not. I don't mean tears like crying. I mean like levels. Uh, I'm going to do it like the way the comedians do it. I'm going to do an extra hour long podcast about me covering a lot of the topics that I don't discuss on this main podcast. And I'm going to do it solo. Maybe I'll I'll have Kelly on sometimes. Maybe I'll have guests on sometimes. Uh, I have a lot of ideas and I'm going to film the first one on Sunday. And... um, um, I asked around. I asked around, and a lot of people are into that, man. And uh, yeah, for supporting the channel, which you guys already freaking do, sending me all the knives and stuff, and you guys always want to help me out. This would be a good way for me to keep pumping out more content. You guys get more, more, more. And you know, hey, man, if this becomes the thing, if this becomes the thing, I will do this literally every single day. <laughs> Uh, I plan to get more community interaction, too. I think that is one of the things that you guys enjoy the most. But you know what? Let us get to the interview, or to the hang, rather. I don't think I interview people really on the podcast. Just kind of hang out with them. And I get really sauced in this one. You know, I'm looking at myself as I'm editing, and I'm like, I am really drunk here. (laughs) You know what I mean? (laughs) I'm just asking questions like, how do you decide to detent? (laughs) You know, I'm trying to word things and I'm laughing a lot. Um, Nick is a really cool guy and so cool that I drank three glasses of whiskey on the pod. But without further delay, here's Nick from Niche Designs. What's going on, everybody? We've got Nick from Niche Designs. I'm very excited about this episode. Uh, Tell us a little bit about yourself, man. Yeah, so I'm just starting my own knife design company called Niche Designs, coming out with my first model called the Ingress. It's live on Kickstarter right now. You can go check it out. Uh, It's a really cool Warncliffe design, just designed to be a great box cutter. Hey, there you go. Um, Been in the community for a few years, just kind of on the Instagram scene, posting pictures, collecting knives for a while, and now just trying to get into design. Um, you know, how old are you, dude? 25. <laughs> oh, man, dude. I was like, man, this guy looks young. You know, people think I look young, right? As, uh, there's not a lot of uh, Asians that get on camera in the knife YouTube scene. So when they see me, they're like, holy crap, you're like, 40 years old, you know, and, and I'm like, yeah, but I, I just, I'm just a normal Asian. <laughs> that's, just, that's just what happens. <laughs> I think that's a saying, right? Asian don't raisin. Yeah, there you go, bro. Um, uh, so how long have you been in the knife scene? Like, have you been collecting since you were young? Uh, I, I, I haven't had that experience of like growing up, you know, carrying, um, being into EDC gear, like a lot of the people that have a knife YouTube right now. I got into it like maybe four years ago. So okay. how long have you been in it? Yeah, so I mean, I 
I didn't really grow up with knives either. And I feel like a lot of people in the community, especially a lot of knife makers, they tell their stories like their grandfather gave them their first <laughs> knife when they were like four or something, right? But I think I got my first knife when I was maybe 14. It was just like a white elephant gift exchange thing. It was like a cheap Gerber, but uh, I ended up carrying that thing a lot. And it surprised me at the time, I guess, how just useful it was and how natural it felt to kind of carry a knife. Um, but really, I didn't start, you know, getting heavy into collecting until I was in college. I think it was about uh, 2017, even after college, starting to, you know, make money off of a real job, starting to buy more knives, having that income was definitely helpful. But uh, I think I've been on Instagram since early 2017 was when I kind of heavily started collecting. Nice, man. That's awesome. You know, I was watching a little bit of uh, one of the IG lives that you did on your main page, right, on Instagram. And I was like, I am so happy to see like a younger person that's like into the hobby, that's designing a knife, starting his own design company, that kind of knows a little bit about social media, you know, cause you're younger, you're playing that world. And like, that is my whole thing. Like I study that, like I'm not a yeah. big YouTuber or whatever, but I'm on all the platforms, dude. I am like trying to plant a base in each thing. And um, not looking at the numbers, and you know, I just love doing it. Like, um, I had one guest on Patty's Potato Peelers, this dude from Ireland who's like, like a sixty-something-year-old, like old, like Navy veteran from Ireland, and he was like, he he's seen my channel go grow from the first day until now. We've always remained friends, and he's like, I think that if you weren't in the knife community, you'd be making content for something else. And then, I, you know, he's right, man. But I just love talking about gear, dude. That's just my thing, you know? It's uh, so weird I, that I live in New York City, right? <laughs> yeah, of all places, that's probably not the best one, but. <laughs> yeah. You know what's crazy is I was looking at the Ingress um, before you got on, and I'm like, this is a palm ready, like New York City legal knife. But since it's so like robust looking, I would still get a lot of shit for it if I were to be frisked. You know what I mean? That's just New York City, though. That's not your fault. You know what I'm saying? Nick, are you there? Nick. Uh, you know, one cool thing that I saw was my buddy Backpack B is reviewing your knife, right? Did you guys talk? How did you find uh, yeah, out about so him? So Somebody had actually posted i think in their stories just something about his channel and i have not be heard <laughs> um yeah i forget exactly who it was but as soon as i started like going through his page on instagram and kind of checking out his channel it was like immediately obvious that he had some serious uh you know video graphics experience mm -hmm. uh, i think i read somewhere that he has like won a couple of emmys for motion graphic design i didn't even know that and like i have had him on the podcast we didn't talk about that he's a super humble dude and yeah, I saw his work and I was like, this guy is the future. You know what I mean? Like I, being a casual knife guy, I'm a filthy casual in pretty much everything, right? I, I do love knives, but I'm into a bunch of stuff. I like to be, I like videos that like, like Advanced Knife Bro or Cedric and Ada Gear and Outdoors, kind of more on the funny humorous side. Advanced Knife Bro I love because of how he sets up his shots. It's very cinematic. He's got oh, yeah. the shots, the wide angles, like everything, right? Backpack B is just, uh, I've never seen production at this level for someone who's doing it by themselves, like on a knife review. It's crazy. So I was talking about Backpack B and I was excited that 
you know, you sent something to him. How did that conversation come about? You, I, maybe you saw my stories or someone else's and then you just hit him up like on Instagram? Yeah, so I saw somebody's story and I basically just shot him a message on Instagram. I knew he didn't, you know, he's kind of starting his channel, so he's still relatively small right now. But uh, just for the sheer quality of the content, I knew that I wanted to like get his kind of take on it, try and see what he would do with the footage and with the you know motion graphics and everything. Uh, so really, I just shot him a message out of the blue. Uh, and he's a super cool guy to talk to, super mm -hmm. nice. And um, I'm looking forward to the review. I think it's going to drop next week sometime. Yes, yes. You know, he's, uh, he's an East Coast dude. He's from New, New Jersey. And he's super humble. I didn't even know about that Emmy thing. That's freaking crazy. Um, yeah, it is pretty I, cool. What's, what's nuts is, like, I think that any knife company who would send them even a sample knife or a free knife would be lucky to get a video of that quality, which they can reuse on multiple platforms because everyone will be impressed by something like that. Yeah. Especially in the knife community. Um, when I first got on the scene, I was kind of making like sketch reviews almost. Uh, my first video, I dressed up like a ninja. I was Iron Man. I was running around the city and it was a review about the ZT0456. Okay. And people loved it because there was, you know, there was like, a little bit of cinematography in it but it was like so different and and people were like you know telling me like oh man you're 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 making all these like cinematic videos and and in my head i've been watching guys like peter mckinnon daniel schiffer on youtube these cinematographers and i'm like you guys have no idea what's out there backpack yeah. b has finally arrived and now they're gonna know there are these monsters i've been saying this there are these monsters on youtube that you know, some of them are into gear a little bit, like some of these photographers are into gear a little bit, but not, there hasn't been a reviewer that's like that, that's just pumping out content like that. I think Backpack B is going to be the first. Yeah, I mean, generally, that's just a trend that's been going on, I think, recently. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, like I said, I've only really been on Instagram for knives since like 2017, but it's really just been a recent thing with like this influx of designers and like, Peter McKinnon and kind of his whole pirate gang of people that mm -hmm. are like professional mm -hmm. photographers on Instagram. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, yeah, it's been really recent that we're getting a lot of people with a lot of prior experience to design or videography and it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah, I, I think that uh, back to Backpack B, it's like, get him while he's small, man. Because I think that dude is just gonna, you know, like uh, in, in a, you know, a shorter time than, uh, than, than most think. And um, I'm glad you sent him something, man. Now, you know, uh, let's talk about the ingress a little bit, right? That's what we're here for. Uh, I've been, um, it's, it's, I'm so stupid. I did an unboxing video of this and I like messed up and deleted the footage. I always do like a triple camera thing and the yeah. main camera, I deleted that footage. That's why I didn't get to unbox it. And I was promoting the knife heavily. When I got this in my hands, I was, Judging from the pictures, I was expecting this to be like a beefy bruiser type, like ZT, overweight, overbuilt. It looks like that. But when I got it in my hand, I was like, wow, this is so much lighter oh, yeah. than you thought it would be. It, it, you know, I know the weight is 4.4 ounces, right? Yeah. It doesn't even feel like that, dude. Like when I hold it, it's so comfortable. Um, I used it to cut some boxes at work. And I'm like, this is just perfect for me you know what i mean um someone looking for this blade geometry this blade length i think some people like there was one dude on my instagram um he's always pretty harsh though he's like oh i have no interest in that but i think if you get this in your hands 
it's very easy to be convinced that this is like an amazing knife. The ergonomics, the action, the weight, just everything was well thought out. And that's all um, detailed in your website, man. Like how long did it take you to write all that down? Did you write it yourself? Did you have a copywriter? Like, No, yeah. So all of the website stuff, the web design, uh, basically just built up from scratch, just using like a WordPress template, doing all the copywriting. Uh, it's really just me trying to do mm -hmm. all that stuff, um, which is, I guess, fortunate. I just have a general interest in like web design and that kind of stuff. But uh, it did take a while just to write it yeah. all out. I mean, the prototyping process alone was about two years just to get you know all the refinements reducing the weight as much as possible getting the geometry right all of that you know it takes a lot of time yeah i was reading through that um today at work right because i was like all right i better brush up on this stuff and uh i was like dude first of all like i don't even read comic books and i'm a comic book nerd you know what i'm saying like i just catch up on youtube clips where people dissect the series that i like so for me to read that much like I'm, it must have been really good because I read the whole thing, and um, it it felt like a, it felt like some kind of blog from from the early, the late two thousands where like someone would just, you know, dialogue the entire journey, which I really really loved, man. I think it's a good selling point for the knife. You can tell the passion behind it. Yeah. And like, I'm so glad you ditched the flipper, bro. <laughs> because like when I first saw that, I was like, jeez. Yeah. It was pretty big on the first prototype. <laughs> <laughs> that was so crazy. Um, how did you decide to use we? Did you shop around to other people? Yeah, so this was way back in, I think, March of 2018. I had just finished the design in CAD, and I was trying to kind of shop around for some different companies. And I didn't really know anything about you know, the OEM process. I was still learning basically all of that. Uh, so I did reach out to some American companies, uh, along with some of the other Chinese companies overseas. And um, we just happen to be one that I know other people that have worked with them that have had really good experiences and the communication with them just weren't, went really easily. Uh, and obviously they're also very competitively priced. So it just kind of won out as the best option after kind of weighing a few different companies. Yeah, man, I love we. I feel like I don't have enough. Um, I remember when they first came on the scene, I wasn't doing YouTube yet. Um, and they were, you know, I remember they're, um, they weren't using Torx screws yet. They were using the yeah. star shaped yeah, things. Yeah. And, 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 you know, all the early, uh, all their viewers from back then, I don't even know if they're doing it now. They were like, look at this weird thing, you know, but then they were like amazed at the quality and the price of it. Even Nick Shabazz, he, I think he handled his first Wii at Blade HQ when he went to visit there. They didn't even wow. know who he was at the time. And uh, he was like, holy cow, this is like, <laughs> like, I have to buy like a few of these. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, the knife looks great. Uh, the Kickstarter is going on right now. How long is it available? Yeah, so the Kickstarter is for another three weeks. Um, okay. So just a little bit more time. I have some more content and stuff coming out, this podcast, obviously. And then I'm doing yeah. some more stuff with the Knife Junkie later on, which will be really yes. fun. Yes, I love Bob, man. Bob is really awesome. Cool. Yeah. Uh, are you do uh, Which one is Are you doing a Thursday night or... Yeah, I think I might hop on a live. I think the knives are just shipping out to him right now, but I'm pretty excited to kind of hear his opinion. I think it might be something that kind of falls right up his alley. I think he'll like it, man. Yeah. I th there's just a cool factor about it. 
You know what I'm saying? This is like the Tesla Cybertruck, but it's dope. You know what I mean? That's how I felt. Like when I saw it, um, oh, that's one thing I wanted to ask, actually. So I know that Eugene Kwan like reviewed this thing. Yeah. And Russell from Artisan Cutlery, who I just did a podcast with two nights ago, knows you too. He met you at SHOT Show or? I was at G11, I think. Okay. Uh, yeah. Do you guys like all know each other? You guys are all from Cali. Do you guys meet up or something? Is there some kind of Asian connection? Because no. I don't have anybody like that here, bro. <laughs> it's definitely nothing like that. Um, I just knew about Artisan and I, you know, I knew Dylan was working with them on a bunch of designs and I've kind of talked with him and Russell at G11, which is pretty cool. Um, they're both yeah. super nice. Um, mm -hmm. And I'm trying to kind of talk with them a little bit to see if there might be some collaboration on designs maybe in the future. It should be exciting, but yeah russell dude that dude can talk man i gotta tell you that dude can talk to me for like three hours i had to cut it short he's awesome i love him i'm definitely gonna have him on again maybe that's something that i'll do uh my audience really likes sort of a round table experience now i did a three-man podcast with dylan mallory and daily carry solutions maybe i'll have like three designers and we can all like chat about different things yeah. which would be cool you know like you cross content that that's that's what I want the podcast to be. It's like cross-contamination of people, subscribers and viewers, and we all grow together. I keep promoting this. It is a model that works. Joe Rogan does it all the time, you know, and it just works. And I don't know why there are personalities in the knife community, like why can't we do it? You know what I mean? So that's yeah. what I'm using this for. Um, um, back to the Ingress, uh, you know, what was the most difficult like thing that you had to deal with when it came to maybe designing or coming up with the final design of this? Like what was the biggest hurdle that you had? Um, probably just fitting that blade into that handle. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm fully aware that it's an enormous blade proportionately, but I was pretty dead set on the geometry that I wanted for the end product just to have the slicing ability for boxes basically. Mm -hmm. uh, so kind of finagling with the internals, I had to move the stop pin around and change some things uh, just to be able to fit the blade into the handle so it's not taking up as much space in your pocket as possible. But um, mm -hmm. that was definitely the tricky part. Dude, I, you just nailed it, man. You know, and uh, what's the Kickstarter price right now so people can know? Yeah, so there's two models. There's the uh, satin blade finish, which is the one that you have. Yeah, uh, that one is going for 195, and then there's going to be a stone wash version for 190. Wow, yeah, I, we we got to talk later because I I definitely want to pick one up, but you know we'll work we'll work something. I don't want to pay less, but we'll do something, <laughs> all right? Because I'm a poor boy from a poor family. I'm a third world Asian. I'm not a first world one. You know what I'm saying? But uh, I, this is something I definitely want to have, man. You know, I I just like really odd stuff but with good materials you know what i mean that is my favorite and i am an ergos uh action and aesthetic snob that's like me that's how i judge my knives i cut cardboard i'm not out there cutting telephone wires yeah. in central park there's nothing to do here in new york city i yeah. cut cardboard and i flip my knives open all day that's basically why i'm into it um one of the best things about having a channel is people send me stuff i get to see what the next thing feels like and then i send it back or i get to keep it yeah. you know and uh, this is dude I, I can't believe this man um what other things are you into buddy like is there anything that uh, what are, what do you do aside from the knife hobby like what are you into i mean 
I'm still working full time. So knives is really just a side hobby for me. Yeah. Um, what other, of, you know, hobbies do you have? Like, if you don't mind talking about them, you game yeah, anything, I mean, shows? Definitely a lot of Netflix lately, having been trapped inside for the past few months. Yeah, um, what's, your, uh, what's your thing? Like, what do you like watching? Uh, generally a lot of comedies. Uh, yeah. I think the most recent thing I watched was uh, like an improv thing on Netflix, Middle Ditch and Schwartz. I don't know if okay. you're like, like okay. comedy, improv and stuff like that. But. I, I like, I like stand up. I like comedy. I like really dark offensive humor that kind of like, I, I've said this before. My favorite comedian is Tim Dillon. He's like an overweight fat white guy who's gay. So he gets away with a ton of shit. He makes fun of the left. He makes fun of the right. He makes fun of Trump. He makes fun of Biden. And it's like his political commentary is so hilarious. Like he'll start his podcast like, yeah, they're sacrificing children in the forest. You know what I mean? Like that's the... <laughs> and that makes me laugh. I don't know if I've just gotten darker as I've gotten older, but it's just funny to me. Uh, I think there's both, um, there's humor to be found in both sides. And that's really how I've gotten through everything. Like the whole quarantine, I'm in New York City, like the whole riots, protesting. I'm all for the protesting uh, and maybe even for the rioting. I'm not in, in the looting, but, um, <laughs> you know, and that's uh, watching these comedians break down the current events. It's like what's helped me kind of like process everything. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. How has the quarantine life been treating you, by the way? Uh, it's been okay. I'm still... I don't know, trying to keep busy. I mean, another hobby that I kind of just picked up this year really was dealing with a lot of houseplants, which is kind of weird. Yeah, <laughs> my, my girl is super into like succulents, bro. I've got like UV lights and all this stuff. Oh, dang, yeah, I'm What's cool about that is like I get to do like the lights make good ambiance for like TikToks like that I make with my cats. <laughs> <laughs> nice, okay. Yeah, so uh, yeah, you, what kind of uh, stuff do you buy or you grow right now? Yeah, this was mostly before, like, everything kind of started shutting down. But my girlfriend and I would like to go to different plant shops, kind of going on road trips and stuff to look for, like, specialty plants and stuff. But uh, nice, dude. we built up a good collection of things at this point. So just, like, keeping them watered and taking care of them has kind of taken up a lot of time at this point. Wow, that's cool, man. Um, you know, like, what's the last thing you watched? Oh, yeah, you said the improv thing. Yeah, um, yeah. What else are you into? What else do you check out? You watch, like, Tiger King and shit like that? <laughs> like, oh, my God, yeah. I think <laughs> yeah. that in a single day. That was pretty yeah. <laughs> yeah, I watched that. I was laughing so hard, man. I can't believe it. That came out at the perfect time, too, I think. You know, where, like, the world was just confined and they just needed to see these outrageous people do all this crazy shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, that documentary is pretty amazing, yeah. Do you think she did it? Oh, my God. I think there was a lot of, like, dramatization within the yeah. documentary, but yeah. uh, it's pretty shady, all this stuff that was going on, for sure. I don't know. It's hard to say. They were like, you know, I remember I was in my, I work in a CBD shop, shout out to Ailey CBD. Um, my family owns it. Thanks. Uh, so like I was in my CBD shop and people were talking about the documentary. She was like, yeah, she fed her husband to the tigers. And I was like, no, man, she ate her husband. Okay. That's why they can't find proof. All right. Is it too much, dude? Cause like, that's the, that's how I am, you know? I think the one I watched after that was uh, 
was it don't fuck with cats i don't know if you've seen that yes of course i have of course i have i I love all that stuff my girl um we actually have two cats here i have two rag dolls which are like the fluffiest most huggable cats like ever right they basically just go limp when you pick them up so we have two of those and um i was listening to a podcast uh, the fighter and the kid brendan schaub was like hey man don't fuck with cats is like really dark and shit you should watch it so i checked it out and like dude yeah it's crazy (laughs) do you game or anything do you uh, play any video games uh not for a while i mean back when i was college i played way too much league of legends at the time but dude you know what's crazy i'm gonna tell tell you a crazy league of legends story right now so the guy that i told you about his name is guy by the way (laughs) Okay. That, that's that's he's, he's italian his name is guy he worked for riot games he was like a headhunter type like let's say you went to a job interview and then there was a guy that decided whether you get the job or not not like you know the manager or, or whatever the gm or anything he was just like that headhunter kind of person and um he told me he was like hey i'm gonna move to california to join this company riot games and they weren't even big yet bro that's how he got his start in the video game industry and um he got me a gig at pax east boston this is i I used to be a dj i don't know if you know this i was djing for 10 years i spun at edc i i I did it like professionally he got me a gig gig spinning at pax east and like i was pretty like i got into league because of him okay and then he had me play league in front of like 300 people bro Yeah. And I was like so nervous and it was like a rant. What was the, what do you call that um, when you select a character at random? It's like a certain map. Uh, Aram, is it Aram? Uh, Aram is a type of gameplay, but yeah, there's a few different maps it, for that. It's random, right? Like the selection yeah. of the character. So I, like, I got a Mumu and I like never use him. <laughs> <laughs> but we won, yo, and I was like so happy. That's nice, so yeah. No, league people will tear you up if you do anything wrong, pretty much. Yeah. Did you get far into it? Like, were you ranked and shit, or? Uh, yeah. I mean, me and a few buddies were doing like the whole ranking. Uh, I think yeah. this was back in like season three, though. It was pretty early on. Yeah, it's it's so crazy, man. Like my relationship with video games. I started talking about games more on this channel. Um, Nick Shabazz like streams on Twitch now. Yeah, I saw he was playing, um, what was it? Skyrim today. He was playing Skyrim today. The other time he was playing Diablo 3 and he would answer like questions from his subscribers about knife stuff while he's playing, which is like absolutely brilliant, you know? And I was like, you know, I would probably do the same thing, man. Um, Do you have any plans on creating content yourself for uh, your business? Uh, I mean, not so much aside from Instagram. I mean, trying to keep up with posting that, but I also have a blog on my website that I'm trying to plan some future content for. Um, a lot of it's just kind of consolidating information, um, mm-hmm. specifically for you know people new to the community, just to try and make it easy for people to learn more about knives, because that's kind of what I was about when I was starting out. You know what? Um, it's you, the way you told that story about how you designed and the pains that you went through to get this, you know, manufactured it's very easy to digest. Like I was saying, like, I, I never read anything, bro. Like anytime someone is like, you have to read this book. I'm like, how much is the audiobook? You know what I mean? Like, that's just how I do it. And I read that whole thing. And I was like, man, this guy is really passionate about this. And I think that translates to the reader. 
Um, nice. So I, I think you just you should just keep it up, man. You know, um, I'm really excited to see like what you come up with next. That's what I got uh, after I finished reading the whole thing. What other knives are you into aside from the Ingress? Like what uh, what what company would is your favorite? You know, everyone's got a thing that they like. No, yeah. Um, for a good while, I mean, I probably collected the most of Fair and Forge knives. I don't know if you know oh, them. Yeah, of much. course, dude. Yeah. Of course. Uh, I just I've done a lot for production knives lately, but mm -hmm. I, I got to um, my, my a buddy of mine, mild man at EDC, sent me the Fair and Forge exec. Oh, nice. And, and Backpack B actually uh, gave me um, a mini Archbishop Firm Forge because it was like 60 bucks. He's like, dude, I got this for you. Thanks for having me on the podcast. Mm. And I'm like, you don't have to give me anything. <laughs> but it was cool. Yeah, they're really, really good, man. Uh, yeah, I have a, yeah. They're just based out of San Diego. So mm -hmm. uh, just kind of throughout the past few years, I've been like down there just to go visit them and kind of meet up with them a bunch. Elliot's mm -hmm. been nice enough to kind of help me with some design working OEM, just that process. So I'm kind of indebted to them to some degree too. <laughs> wow, dude, that's amazing. Um, yeah. So you have a, you have a, these two, first of all, you know what, what's the difference between these two? Like, what is the difference? So you have two models going around in the apex pass around right now. Yeah. So the one on the bottom right now, or that's the, not the one <laughs> on the blade. Yep. So that's actually the second generation prototype. Uh, the other one is the final production version. So that's going to be the version that people are able to buy through the Kickstarter that's live right now. Mm -hmm. um, but basically, I just thought it'd be interesting for reviewers to kind of see some of the progression of the design. There's some changes that I made to improve the ergonomics and improve the weight. Um, some, I don't know. I feel like that's part of the, what was interesting to me was just the learning process, which is kind of why I made that whole you know, post on my site in the first place was just kind of share that information and then trying to send that out to reviewers. Dude, the difference in weight is crazy. Like it feels like this is so much heavier. And yeah, uh, less than half an ounce, I think. It's crazy. Like, I'm like, oh, I you know, in my video, I was like, I definitely like this one more. I, don't, I, I think that was in the unboxing video. Um, I'm definitely going to do something special for that before I send it to the next person. It, nice. it, it takes me so long to edit a video. Like, like, I shoot everything and edit everything on my phone. The only thing I don't do on my phone is the audio, right? I do it on this tablet that I'm using right now. Then I import it into the phone and I'm literally like this. And then my girl is just like, I should just film you so people can see the madness that happens. Cause I'm like not eating. I'm just like going like this, you know? But um, I definitely want to do something special for them. And it's really cool. I, I repped it on the TikTok, bro. Oh, nice. Yeah. Who's, who's doing that for you, buddy? <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. First time I think that'll be on TikTok. <laughs> are you like, what other social media platforms are you on personally? Like not just knife stuff. Are you on anything? Or are you just on Instagram? And I feel like Instagram is definitely the primary one. Mm -hmm. um, Facebook has really died off and I've never really got into like TikTok and stuff so much, yeah. but I feel like just the time it takes to keep up with knife stuff on Instagram is yeah. more than enough. <laughs> I, I here's the thing right like Nick Shabazz said this to me and I don't know if you've heard me say this I'm sure my, my audience is like oh here he goes again he's gonna fucking talk about it like Nick Shabazz is like look um I think that it's wise to explore other platforms because you know YouTube is already kind of like not liking us like yeah. the firearm kind of like knife community 
And it only takes like Sony saying like, hey, that crazy like knife nut did something and our ad was placed in his video and it got like millions of views. Like if you don't take all of these guys down, like we're, we're out yeah. and YouTube is going to pick Sony. You know what I'm saying? So it only takes that much. Um, with Joe Rogan moving to Spotify in September 1st, he's no longer going to be on YouTube. Um, it's kind of just smart to be on multiple platforms. And I see EDC, uh, gun people, knife people on TikTok. Our videos get community guideline violations, so you have to be creative with it. If you do like a Backpack B video, you're yeah. going to be fine on TikTok. They're not going to take that down. They want you to be uh, – you can't just go like this and just say like, hey, this is a niche wow. designs ingress. You can't do that. They're just going to take it down right away. So I, you saw I had to do the pictures – and I'm not that awesome at it, but, you know, that still generated some views. And um, I think that TikTok is an emerging platform. I really do. Um, it's not just, you know, thirst trap like chicks like doing dances or crazy stuff. There's so many talented musicians on it, um, painters, people that hmm. draw, animators are, are crazy. Like, and I think that um, it's definitely taking a lot of attention more and more i see people on uh, a piece of so, um on a social media platform say hey i have a tiktok now like thinking it's the cringy thing yeah. but it's gonna get so big in three years that i think everyone is gonna be on it just like instagram so you know just something to think about to just have um the the, the process that you're using your your the process that you have for designing or maybe making a blog post on your website could be like a video already. There are people just that just talk about their day yeah. and like kind of edit it in a way that it's entertaining within one minute. And you could do that like, hey, man, I, you know, I was working on the detent system of this today and it was a lot of trouble. I hit up We Knives and then we went back and forth by email. And then after that, I had a shake like, dude, there's people that do that on TikTok that have millions of followers. Yeah. And that is just leverage for you. That's free advertising, you know? Yeah. yeah, it's weird. I know. I know it's, I'm, I'm doing the Gary V shit. Like that, that's <laughs> watched a lot of Gary V. <laughs> I don't think it was that long ago. Uh, there was some other kind of social media platform that came along. Everybody was posting that they were like creating their accounts and trying to follow each other. Um, mm -hmm. But it is kind of a big problem. I know Instagram's been like banning certain hashtags that are in the knife community. And uh, yeah, it's uh, it's a little worrisome for sure. And the reach is weird, right? For what? For Instagram, like you know, your entire like you're not reaching the people that follow you for sure. You're reaching yeah. There's fraction. definitely some weird stuff I think going on with the algorithm, um, and it's just it definitely makes it difficult for for the knife community to kind of stay in touch with each other. So it's it's a good idea to kind of diversify in that way. Well, man, I'm gonna try to pave the way, buddy. I'm going to try to pave the way so that we will uh, all have, oh shit, we will all have a base. Um, I even post on Twitter, man. It's so weird. <laughs> I post, uh, uh, nice. I kind of like dissect the knife in a minute and post on there every day. I just call it daily knife content. Okay. So, um, you know, uh, how, how can people find you, by the way? Like what other, uh, you have your Instagram. What is it? At Niche Designs. Yeah, Niche Designs, uh, N-I-T-C-H underscore D-S-G-N-S. Um, and then nichedesigns.online is just for my website. You can find all the information about the development process for the ingress. Uh, and then also that blog post for just places to interact with the knife community. Uh, I saw that you had other packages on your website. Um, 
you know, I, I was saying this, that, you know, people should just help you out in every way that they can. So you can meet your, um, your goal on Kickstarter, like, cause they're like packages where you can just get the stickers and the pins and the oh, pins yeah. are super dope, dude. Like, look at this. That's a nice yeah. touch. Definitely. It's so I cool. I don't think I've seen very many people actually do the pins. Um, it took me like a few weeks, I think, just to learn Illustrator and figure out all the SVG stuff to work mm -hmm. with. It's like a whole nother process, actually, because you're working with another overseas OEM just to get a pin of the knife that you're working with. <laughs> overseas OEM for. But uh, it came out really nice. Uh, and all the ingresses are going to ship with a pin. Uh, you can also just back the project for, I think it's like 25 bucks and you'll get a pin too. So there's a lot of different options. Yeah. Uh, is there any um, like knife designers that you really like right now that you would love to collaborate with? Um, I mean, I feel like collaborating is hard just to find people whose kind of design languages mesh really well. But yeah. uh, one designer that I'm always kind of watching, I feel like is JVO Design. I don't know if you've... I, I, I got to look him up. JVO Design? Yeah. So what's interesting about him is that he actually does collaborations with a lot of different makers. And you wouldn't necessarily know it because the way that he designs them uh, is just so personal to that maker's style that it uh, basically just looks like a cleaned up design of you know a new model for that maker. So that's something kind of what I strive to do is just to be able to be really flexible in my own design language and just being able to do different designs after kind of whatever is trending at the moment, for instance. Yeah. Are you working on anything right now that's like top secret? You don't have to show it. I mean, I'm just asking if there are, you know, things that you're thinking about already or are you just focused on the ingress right now? No, yeah. I mean, like I said, the ingress was pretty much done in 2018. There was like revisions throughout the process. But even at that time, um, and I don't think I've actually said this before, but the ingress was basically part of a triplet of designs. So it was kind of a hat trick that I did at the time where all the designs have different blade shapes or different sizes uh, with different opening mechanisms. And I was trying to get them all manufactured kind of around the same time, but it's you know difficult timing wise with other companies. And then now with COVID, it's kind of getting more difficult to talk with a lot yeah. of these. But yeah. um, I will say there's one design that was within that triplet of knives that's kind of in the works. Hopefully we see that coming. Yeah. either by the end of this year or maybe early next year uh, and then i'm also working on kind of another triplet that's uh should be really interesting too right now um definitely more modern designs a little more sleek than this kind of yeah like the cyber truck looking design <laughs> hey man you know i know i said that but i love the design that, like, i mean that's definitely part of it i mean it just yeah. has a lot of really straight lines uh, mm -hmm. that was just a very simple kind of thing that I was doing at the time. I think when people see it, they think that it's going to be this uncomfortable thing that's not going to cut through anything, right? Which is, it's the exact opposite of that. It feels really good in the hand and it slices through, I mean, at least for me, like I, I only cut cardboard. So I'm just like going like this. Yeah. And it's like, I, I'm not expecting a blade of that size to perform that way. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's, shocking for most people i think most of the reviewers that have got it are always like i thought it was kind of weird but then i got it in hand and it was amazing or it felt much more comfortable than it looked in pictures mm -hmm. uh, it's kind of unfortunate i wish i could send them out to everybody before they bought them but um yeah i did my best to make it as ergonomic as possible with still keeping that really extreme kind of visual presentation well, I hope the Apex Pass Around group has helped you out. I saw that Eugene Kwan did one, JT did one. 
Um, how did you get hooked up with us, by the way? Did you go through Blade Banter? Like, who introduced you to the group? Yeah, so Eugene Kwan, I just kind of know from his videos, and we've kind of talked on Instagram, so I kind of sent him stuff a little separately. But um, I think it was Slicey Dicey that pointed me to Blade Banter and kind of the pass yeah. around to get that going. Mm -hmm. um, but I have a few prototypes kind of floating around to different people. I think Knife Nuts Podcast was the latest person who just yeah. posted okay. a little feature of it on his Instagram. But um, there's a surprising amount of reviewers, I think, right now within the kind of knife scene. So it's hard is, to get them everybody. How are things going like Kickstarter wise? Is it like being pretty good? Yeah, it's been pretty good. So it's only been live for, I think, a week at this mm -hmm. point. Um, so yesterday, Wednesday would have been a week. And right mm -hmm. now we're at 18 percent funded. So I think okay. it's pretty good. Yeah, man, we're going to try to do our best, dude. I, I'm definitely going to put in something for that. Um, Damn, what was I going to ask? I, this is my third glass already right now. So, have, uh, no, you, have you thought about doing other podcasts aside from the Knife Junkie? Have you approached anyone else? I think you're a go-getter type of dude. You messaged me because you knew the knife was going to me next. And I got to tell you, man, that makes me feel good. You know, like I am a small content creator. Uh, I'm like an amoeba. I, I said this before and it was like... Um, uh, the title of one of my podcasts, I'm an amoeba. I'm an amoeba swimming in this lake of all this big YouTube knife fish or whatever, <laughs> knife YouTube fish, you know? And yeah. uh, small creators like myself, when like the designer hits us up or like comments on a post or something like that, and it's actually you, like that makes a world of a difference. Like when you did that, I was like, I'm going to do everything I can to help <laughs> this guy. Um, I, didn't even, I don't even think I had the knife yet. I don't yeah, even think I did. And I was like, I'm going to help him. Right. And then I got the knife in my hand and I was like, okay, I'm really going to help him now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, um, in my position, I'm, you know, doing my best to reach out to people uh, just to give them a little bit of an explanation, especially, like I said, since you're getting two knives, I kind of wanted to explain some of the difference um, and, you know, just make sure that if you had any questions, you could ask me just because I'm trying to remain approachable throughout the process. Did you know about my channel beforehand? Like, did you ever watch any of my shit? Or were you just like yeah, this crazy so... jungle Asian guy is like <laughs> wilding out in New York City? <laughs> no, yeah, was, I think it was a while ago, right? So Cedric and Ada had posted um, kind of a feature of like different reviewers, up and coming people to watch out for. And I know he mentioned your review of uh, the Sanhedrin. You bought that knife. that was The Sandra funny. knife? Yeah. Oh, the one about my dad. Yeah. Yeah, that was a sad one, bro. I mean, when you open up a video and the first line reads, people say you don't become a man until your father dies. <laughs> like you get people's attention. <laughs> Yo, but you know what's crazy is like, I love making videos like that, but it wasn't a viable option for me at least because I am not a master like editor. You know what I'm saying? I'm like learning still. And a video that video took me like, I don't know, like two months to make, just like thinking about it. Because I didn't go to school for film. No, I didn't. I, that wasn't my world. I was DJing and producing music. That's why my videos always have music in it. You know, like I select the way it feels when I do the unboxing. I have another earbud in this ear oh, nice. and I'm like doing everything on beat. I'm talking on beat just to make sure like the flow is good. That's my specialty. And I guess talking. Right. Yeah. But I mean, that's the level of thought that, you know, people aren't really bringing to a lot of knife reviews these days. It's been a lot of the same like general tabletop reviews so having someone like you who's 
you know, not from the community in the same way that a lot of people are. I think it's really refreshing. So Dude, that review really kind of stood so out when I thought. <laughs> Thank and, you so uh, much. Yeah, and I know the Knife Junkie recently also did something uh, just kind of talking about your podcast and it kind of being one of his favorite things to watch recently. So oh, uh, I've definitely known about you for a little while. That Dude, that's, that's awesome, man. Because I feel like, you know, I, th- I was talking about this with my girl the other night and I was like, um, I don't make any money from this, but like, I don't care. Like, it's like my favorite thing to do. It's like, as soon as I got, like, I, I kept reminding my girl all day. I was like, yo, you know that we're not hanging out tonight, yo. <laughs> do this pod. And then uh, the night before, um, remember when you asked me, like, when do you want to do the podcast? I told her, I was like, look, I'm going to schedule it on Thursday. Cause if I do two in a row, like you're going to get upset, yo. <laughs> like, but I always tell her, I'm like, look, you want the crib? You want the babies? Like, this is the way, <laughs> like, I got to do this. Oh, yeah. You got to make you know, get huge. You know what I'm saying? Like Joe Rogan of EDC. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's not, yeah, there's not that many people that are thinking that way. So it's, it's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, could you actually just give me like one second real quick? Yeah, good, good. All right, I'll be right back. All right. What's up, dude? Just quick, like, bathroom break and shit. <laughs> yeah, we stocked on some beer. We're good to go. Yeah, nice, man. So do, are, you a, are you a beer drinker? Is that, like, your drink of choice? Generally, yeah. Um, I mean, I'm not super heavy on, like, hard liquor and stuff, but definitely enjoy the occasional beer. Yeah, what's weird is, like, I used to love drinking beer, man. I remember... Um, like my best friend, like he would just come over with like a 36 pack and we would just play video games and just crush that whole thing. And, you know, I have the Asian metabolism. He's a white dude. So like he gets it in the gut and like me, I would never get gain any weight. Like I'm, I'm an ectomorph. So like, even though I work out every day, it's like, doesn't seem like it. <laughs> yeah. I think in the same way. <laughs> yeah, dude. But you know, like when it, when it, when it got like into my mid thirties, I was like, Oh, it shows a little bit. <laughs> like, like, so I, I recently got into drinking whiskey, man. And, uh, I drink it neat. Um, I, I drink it on the rocks when I'm out to save money. Cause like it costs $20 a glass and like, I just want to sip on it. Uh, one of my viewers actually sent me a bottle of whiskey. Like I unboxed it this morning and I'm like, Holy shit. That's the benefits of having a channel, dude. Um, 
You know, uh, what reviewers do you like watching? I know you're in the knife community before you designed and, um, you know, uh, released this knife. Like, who do you like watching? What's your favorite guy? Yes, I mean, I feel like I have to mention Nick Shabazz. I feel like he was probably the person I've watched the most reviews from. Uh, and I've actually met up with him a couple times just to go over the design of the Ingress while it was still in prototyping phases. Uh, so he was giving me some really good feedback and just generally I feel like his channel does a really good job of, you know, highlighting knives. Mm -hmm. um, other than that, um, I think the most recent one I just discovered was Bearded Gear. I don't know if you... Yeah, I had him on. I had him on, um, I had him on my podcast two days ago. And um, uh, a, a viewer of mine left the EDC who like sent me all these knives this past week to just check out, which is, dude, I think that's so crazy that people just send me like a few hundred dollar like packages and say like, hey, it's cool. Like keep this and you, you know, give me the rest back yeah. or whatever. I'm like, I, like, you don't even know me, but the knife community is so awesome in that way. And he told me about Bearded Gear. He was like, hey, I think you should do a podcast with this guy. And I... I'd never heard of him. I watched one of his videos and I was like, this guy is going to make it. You know what I mean? Like, I just know he's like, he's only been doing YouTube for like less than three months. Um, he posts multiple times a day. His uh, concise way of describing the knives and just being thorough in his own way. Like, he's not a spec heavy guy. He's just telling you what he likes about it. It's very clear. And he's very personable on camera. And, you know, I, I just feel like he's going to make it. What I learned about him, he was like, my wife is like a mommy blogger. That's like mad huge. Really? Like his wife does social media, like the mommy blog stuff, you know? And he like helped her. And he's like, in the first uh, couple of years, it was tough. But now it's like some months, like she rakes in more than me if I had a full-time job, you know, like way more. And I was like, damn, that's why... He's so dope and he just got a new camera. Like I'm really psyched for, for that guy. Um, when I interviewed him, he only had 800 subscribers. He's over a thousand now already. The dude is just going to go, Psh. you know, sir, that's, what, that's the thing I, I feel about social media and, um, you know, content creation is like everyone's got their own journey. You know, if I were to base my, the quality of my content with like the numbers compared to everyone else, like I would have given up a long fucking time ago. Yeah. But, uh, you know, it's like it's something different that's not there. And I'm trying to bridge that gap, man. You know, the anime nerds are going to jump on board. The gamer geeks are going to. I like knives, too. You know, that's what I do on my Twitter. Everyone is, that follows me is an anime or a Twitch streamer. And okay. like they're like, oh, shit, what is a knife? Like, I didn't even know there was this world of knives out there. And then this <laughs> daily knife content thing. Thing, they're like oh shit this is so cool you know i haven't done one for the ingress yet i'm, I'm gonna dude um right. you know uh do you go out a lot like since this quarantine are you like out and about or are you just uh you work from home i assume right yeah it's just work from home um i mean sometimes we'll go like just for hiking or things my sister likes to go off-roading with her jeep so we actually went yeah. camping i want to say last month uh just for you, a night or two are you an outdoorsy kind of dude i mean not as not as much as most, uh, but it's yeah. nice to kind of spend some time outdoors, especially now that we can't really get out as much. Yeah, I'm, it's weird, man. I've talked about this before, but I am a city dweller stuck in this concrete jungle that wishes he was in a jungle. You know what I mean? <laughs> like I watch hunting shows. I watch like all the survival stuff. And like even my girl, we're like watching Naked and Afraid and we're like, yo, I could fucking do that. <laughs> like, 
<laughs> like, no, but I'm really into it. I mean, we looked up like, you know, how much it would cost for like a couple to go to go like hunting or something, right? Because like I would prefer to get my own meat than like buy it from like, you know, like the supermarket. Like I think that ethical hunting is like something that's like honorable if it's ethical, like you're actually going there. You know, yeah. I would rather do that and go to the supermarket. You know what I mean? Um, and my girl like kind of agrees with that. Uh, she took me to a wild game restaurant like when, on my birthday and I was like really happy about that. But I've got this weird like fixation on outdoor stuff. Like, yeah. and I, you know, I can only go to Central Park and it's like nature encapsulated. <laughs> Have you been to New York, man? Uh, yeah, I've been once just a few years ago. Um, it's kind of, yeah, it's an interesting place. Where did you go? Like Manhattan? Yeah, we went to Manhattan and to, I think, Coney Island. We were walking around for a bit, just kind of taking mm -hmm. the train to a few places. I think we had like an Airbnb in the Bronx. Um, I live in the Bronx, but not, uh, not, probably not the Bronx where you stayed at. <laughs> when you go outside, it's like double dragging the video game. You know, there's people with chain. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> but it's pretty wild, bro. It's pretty wild. But I pay under a grand for a two-bedroom apartment. So yeah, that's, that's pretty, really yeah. Nice. Like I have, this is just my living room, you know? And uh, we have an, another room and it's pretty roomy. We don't live with anybody. It's just me and my girl. Uh, she's lived here for about four years. And when she was like, hey, man, this is how much my rent is. I was like, I'm moving in. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's a good deal. for sure. Yeah, dude, it's freaking expensive out here, man. It's so expensive. Like a cheap meal is like 15 bucks. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that much better in LA. I feel like mm -hmm. LA is still pretty expensive, even just to rent pretty much anywhere. Yeah. My, but you guys uh, have better looking places though. I feel <laughs> like in New York city, it's like, it's a closet and it's like two, two grand, but you're not going to be in all day. You're going to go outside and explore the city. I'm like, what are you talking about? Like, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. My friends are out in California right now. I did, um, I toured out there when I was DJing. Oh, nice. And uh, I played House of Blues. I played, um, I forget, man, it was a while ago. And then I went to EDC in Las Vegas after that. It was like pretty wild. Are you into that scene? Like, what kind of music are you into? Uh, not as much that. I definitely have roommates that are like super big and you go into festivals and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of into weird, like just, I don't know, indie music, kind of folky stuff. That's cool. That's cool. I'm into all of it, man. I'm Filipino. We're kind of just well-versed in whatever sounds good to us. We don't pick a genre. You know what I mean? Um, so like, uh, you know, we, we've been on, we did like an hour, right? Is there any closing comments that you'd like to make to the audience? Um, you know, um, do you, are you, yeah, like, I guess that's what it is. <laughs> Let's go with the closing comments. Oh uh, yeah. Um, I mean, Generally, just about the ingress. I wish that, you know, people would kind of watch as many reviews as possible just to get the general idea that, you know, even if they're on the fence about it, um, for the price that it's at, I think they'd be hard pressed to find anything with better materials, better performance. Um, I know that's kind of off-putting just visually, but there's a purpose to kind of everything going on with it. Yeah, I think people should just keep an open mind. Listen, it has my stamp of approval. <laughs> you got, I mean, I know I, I always tell people like, don't trust me on this. But the general consensus on this knife is like, it's not what you expect it to be. And it's like really super dope. You know what I mean? Like, you know, when I saw it, I was like, should I opt in in the pass round to, to do this? 
Like, <laughs> and I said, you know what? I like weird shit. I'm going to get into it. And then, dude, it's, it's just absolutely amazing, man. I can't wait to see what you do next. And um, dude, thank you for doing the podcast, man. It was really amazing. I mean, it sucks that we had the little uh, connection problems. And you're welcome to be on this podcast anytime you want. Uh, if you need to promote anything, if you want to do a last push on the Kickstarter, you can do this. Remember, this is circulated through all the podcast platforms, not just YouTube. And what I'm going to do after next week is chop up the podcast into bits and just spread it out on my story. So I'm really going to push as hard as I can to help you out. Nice. Yeah, I appreciate it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. If you ever want to do, like you said, a round table or just have some designers on, I'm happy to jump on. That's what I'm going to do, man. Uh, thank, you for ha uh, thank you for being on. Thank you for having me. <laughs> thank you for being on. That's too much of this, dude. Yeah. Thanks for being on, Nick. Uh, this is your boy in the NYC. It's me, Ray, and this is the EDCCP saying peace. Yo, don't forget to hit that subscribe button. And don't forget to hit that bell icon so we can squat up in the comments.